0: You're listening to Mesearch, a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives.
1: In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do.
0: Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things. Stay tuned. Hi, Dustin.
1: I Chris out and hi everybody. <laughs> I chose a lot. If you didn't know, that was cursive singing, which I, I learned from Grayson Villanueva, Villanueva. Um so thank you, Grayson, former guest Shout of the out pod. To
0: Grayson <laughs> for that curse curse of writing. Curse of singing. Or cursive
1: singing, not running. There's like some unnecessary glottal stops, a little bit of breath. um, (laughs) And like your mouth is kind of closed when it should be open and open when it should be closed. I don't know how else to explain it, but that's how it sounds.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Real quick. I sure. just want to tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. not really what tell you what happened. <laughs> but yeah, tell you what happened. So um, one of my best friends, Jesse, shout out to Jesse. Uh, he listens to the show. So thank you. Thank you for listening. I love you so much. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> just, for, just for you.
1: I've met uh, Jesse. Tech- yeah.
0: You've met Jesse? What did I you believe meet
1: Jesse? so. Like at your birthday party or something.
0: Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I mean, yes, I know of um,
1: him, but you know, trying to remember. I meet yeah, a lot yeah. of your friends. You're a very yeah. popular girl, <laughs> very popular lady.
0: Oh, no. Um,
1: I have heard that name. This person yes. is your best friend from like high school, correct?
0: Yes, yes. Okay, I, know, I know
1: the name and I'm, I want to say that I've met him before, but uh, I can't be too sure. I would need to see his face.
0: Okay. I'll anyway, sorry
1: painted. about that. Continue.
0: No, so it's okay. So he texted me. He put eight five three one two one two exclamation mark, and I was like, "Are you playing numerics right now?"
1: What, what does that mean?
0: And I was like, "If it was in numerics, it's
1: busy." What?
0: And then I was like is this numerics and then he's like no i am I'm answering your question to like what the number was from our last episode what uh-huh. the number was to call to find out what time it is
1: oh and it's
0: 8531212 Eight, five, three, one, two, one, two. won't do one. Um, but I tried calling it and I was like, Oh my gosh, please work, please work, and it doesn't work anymore. And oh, I was man. like, Oh my gosh. It really is, is that a, a fossil that's of like, a number now.
1: What is, is that like a number that is or that used to be usable regardless of where you were at in the United States? Yes. Oh. Um, yeah, eight. Five, I three, never one, two, used one, two. that before. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh. Okay, what was the number again? But you have to eight, sing it five, in cursive three, singing. One, two, one,
0: two. Oh.
1: Okay, that's not cursive eight, enough.
0: Eight no. <laughs> Eight five three. I can't. Eight one, five one, three. I can't. Eight two. five three. Eight five two one two. Too. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't. You're so good very at it. I good, need to work on that. Good. Thank you for letting me know. And Grace, and t- thank you for the info.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Jesse, thank you for the the reminder. We're just <laughs> learning
1: so much from our friends these days.
0: I know. Yeah. I love that. I love that for us.
1: Yeah. Truly an experience for the me Searchers. And by the yes. way, hello me Searchers. Thank What's you for up? joining us. <laughs> um, at this moment, Crystal and I are recording this episode via the Kumu app, which is the top social media app in the Philippines for Filipinos by Filipinos to build and maintain community. So thank you all for being in community with us. Yeah. Yeah. We so. love it. We love
0: community. it. kumu
1: Kumu-niti. Kumu-niti.
0: So how are you, Boo? Uh,
1: I'm doing good. I mean, for a Monday, I'm doing pretty good and like definitely much better than like um, last week. I know in last oh. episode, I was like very kawawa, um, and I was feeling some type of way. But I think it was po- probably because like we had we were talking about like death and aging. And also earlier last week, I had taken a class like an acting class. I told you about this already, but like, uh-huh we had to sell our ages or like propose what age range we would play if we were to market ourselves as actors and Uh like my ass was like oh yeah I could play someone in my 20s and he was like "Mm, no (laughs) (gasps) so it's like having an existential crisis because my whole identity has been like oh you're much younger feeling or your vibe is much younger than you actually are Um, but that's not the case apparently. And I'm like, oh, who am I? I had like a little bit of an identity crisis for a few days, but I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, actually, I'm like a fully functioning adult. Everything's fine. I'm good.
0: (laughs) Totally fine. You know, um, as you're diving into acting, boo, there's (laughs) going to be a lot of those moments.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying not to take it personal. Like it was, it was meant to be a, uh, an honest and, and productive class, um, so that you can more strategically market yourself so that you yeah. don't have to work so hard for roles you will never get,
0: yeah i I honestly feel like I honestly feel that you don't look the age range that they said mm. i feel I honestly disagree, but I mean, you know, I guess it's like I, whatever,
1: yeah, it's fine, I mean like I feel like I could possibly pass for somebody in the 20s like if I told somebody I was like 20 something no one would bat an eye but I think the point that they were trying to make in that class was that if you actually stood next to someone who was 25 like they look much younger like you can tell that there's an age gap
0: mm-hmm. so
1: likewise there were there were some folks who were there in their um early 20s mid-20s and they were saying like oh yeah I, I would like go for high school roles like I could probably play someone 15 to 18 and if you actually put them next to someone who was like 15 there there would be a drastic difference so oh, yeah. i guess the point was why not consider aging yourself up in the market so that you could potentially potentially look better for your age in that particular like section of the market
0: Ah, so I'm like okay.
1: Like I need to remind myself that there is a strategy here, and also like I do look good for my age.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> but you know, um, I was listening to um, "We Can Do Hard Things" with Glenn and Doyle. Um, is that a
1: podcast?
0: It is a podcast. It's a really interesting podcast with really interesting perspectives. (laughs) Mm -hmm,
1: mm
0: -hmm. Um, But they were, they had a guest on, um, I can't remember the name of the guest, but they were talking about aging and ageism and like, um, it was just a really enlightening interview talking about how we are so afraid or we're so anti, anti anti-aging. Everything is anti-aging. Um, yeah why do we attach such negativity with that and it's really uh they talk about how really at the root of it all is like capitalism and how like if we weren't afraid to age that whole industry would completely collapse
1: that's true like i I wonder if that wasn't if there wasn't a market for anti-aging products well it goes even beyond like the anti-aging products it's like
0: yeah. Uh, like, like the
1: value of youth, it, it's yes, it seeps into like so many other facets of society and how we go about life.
0: Yeah, like so, youth is highly favored. Yeah. But why?
1: I don't know. Well But why? I think it's because I guess if we look at it from the capitalist lens, it's easy to make money from. Because yeah. you can never get youth back, but you can try, and you can charge people. It's like an easy way to make money.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And what's worse than aging? It's just death. <laughs> just oh. like, but I'd rather just be like living, like oh hey, like I beat death this year, woo! You know. Yeah,
1: I mean that's a good also a good way to think of it. <laughs> and also, like, just because we age doesn't mean. Our spirits, our like views on life need to be boring.
0: Exactly. We can still be
1: enthusiastic. We can still have energy. Like well into our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It's how you like view life and like live life.
0: Yeah. Like who made the rules that X, Y, and Z is only appropriate for this age? They were talking also about how, like, none of that really matters, like, none of that really matters unless it's in the context of, like, children. Like, the same rules can pretty much apply if you're, like, 34 or 38. Or, like, once you reach adulthood, the rules are kind of all, like, applicable, I guess. Mm -hmm. There is this idea that, like, once you get old, because, like, your body is, like, quote unquote breaking down or you can't have the same mobility that like everything ends and everything sucks but it's just about yeah perspective and like how do you adjust and still have a life that's full and happy and doesn't make you feel like you're tied down to um not doing certain things and doing certain things right there's always a way it's like that's also, like, kind of ableist, I, I suppose. It's like...
1: Yeah, that's true. People
0: who don't have, you know, the same kind of mobility, like people in our age group, they're still doing a lot of the things that we do. They just have to adjust, right? So, mm-hmm. same kind of same with aging. Yeah. Or getting older. Yeah. this is a, It's a good episode. I wish I could... Better articulate everything. Well, I heard, what is but. the name
1: of the show again for folks who are listening?
0: Yes, we could do hard things with Glennon Doyle.
1: Mm. Okay. Highly recommend Per Crystal Tugati.
0: Yeah. Love.
1: Speaking of yes. aging and yeah. <laughs> and dying
0: <laughs> and resurrecting.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So aging, like, dying, kind of resurrecting Happy Easter <laughs> <laughs> For the folks who celebrate Easter
0: Yes um, yeah. Happy Easter to those who celebrate it I don't really anymore <laughs> yeah, I don't do I mean,
1: that It's, it's uh, Something we will, co- will continue to talk about In this particular episode Segue. Okay, so You don't celebrate Easter. Did you used to celebrate Easter? Yeah,
0: I grew up. um, If you've you've tuned into previous episodes, you may know this. But if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, I grew up Catholic. I'm no longer Catholic. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly I am (laughs) as far as like what my belief system is. Um, <clears throat> I went to Catholic school my entire life, well, not my entire life, because
1: you don't know that would be now <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. uh but in I your went to cats yes, in my formative years, uh elementary school and high school, and um the Catholic roots are very strong in my fam mm-hmm. um but once I left high school and was in Uh, community college, and went to philosophy class. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, what? What is reality? What is life? What am I doing? And then going to church, because I would still go to mass um, when I was uh, in early college, I'd start to wonder why we were doing all the things we were doing In mass, like, why are we standing up right now? Like, what is the point of standing up to say this specific prayer or this specific thing that we all have to say in unison at Mm -hmm. once? And I'm like, are we even all thinking about like what we're saying and why we have to stand up or why we have to sit down at this moment? Why we have to kneel in this moment? What who made up the words to the entire mass? And why are we saying it? Are we thinking about what we're saying? Like when we say, and also with you, Mm -hmm. are we really thinking about, and also with you? Or are we just kind of going through the motions? And I realized I've been going through all the motions. Mm. And I have no idea what all of this means and why also in all of the years that I went to Catholic school, I was not presented with information about why we do the things that we do, really, at mm-hmm. Mass. And this is supposed to be the sacred um, hour that we all engage in together as a community every Sunday. But I don't know why we do any of it. And the entire time I went to school, it was not explained to me. So once I got into adulthood, I was like, why the fuck are we doing this? I don't know. And it made me start to question even more why I'm Catholic. Mm. And then I started to talk to people, (laughs) people I would just meet. I used to gig at Starbucks and I I met these uh, people who were Baptists who are trying to evangelize me (laughs) and like, talked to me and I went to their church and didn't feel quite right there. So then I started exploring different churches, like um, non-denominational Christian churches. And uh, my husband is, um, he grew up Seventh-day Adventist and his family is Seventh-day Adventist. So I would also um, like when we started dating again, we, I, I started going to church and I really liked the church that we were going to. Um, but I'm still like, I don't know.
1: Do you consider yourself like agnostic?
0: I might be agnostic. I might also be an omniist, which is a, a, a term I just learned about. Wait, Maybe what's, I'm. Pan- what's
1: that? What's an om- omniist? Or like, is that different from agnostic?
0: Yes. So omnism, I have it pulled up right here.
1: <laughs> okay, go for it.
0: Uh, this is on Wikipedia. Um Omnism is the recognition and respect of all religions and their gods or lack thereof. Those who hold this belief are called omnis, sometimes written as omniist. In recent years, the term has been resurfacing due to the interest of modern day self-described omnis who have rediscovered and begun to re- redefine the term. Um, Yeah. And then it goes on to say... However, it can also be seen as a way to accept the existence of various religions without believing in all that they profess to teach. Many omnists say that religions contain truths, but that no one religion offers all that is truth.
1: Oh, okay, that resonates with me.
0: Yes, that resonates with me too, because I feel like there is some kind of energy being something that is beyond us. And I don't know what that can look like exactly. I don't know if we will see it when we die. I don't know any of that at this point, And I kind of, I kind of revel in this kind of discovery because
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, Kind of exciting to kind of, ex. it's kind of exciting to explore what may or may not be real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't know, that's just exciting to me. And as confusing as it is, and as much as I can get upset or celebrate all of these aspects of the different religions I'm trying to learn about... I just feel like at the end of it all, I think there is one source, but everyone kind of has interpreted to be many different things. And I feel like there have been people and entities on this Earth and the existence of Earth that has kind of... Maybe exemplified what we've been hoping to see and discover in what God or creator universe, whatever is. And it just became this following of some sort. And I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah. I I like that. Like the thank you for telling me about omniism because that mm-hmm. is a new term. And I just looked up I looked up agnostic. Mhm. According to the Google, it's uh, a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena, a person who claims neither faith nor disbelief in God. Mhm. I feel like now that I have another term to mm-hmm. Think about, I may be more omniistic than agnostic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also
1: was raised culturally Catholic. And like you, I kind of went through the motions. Um, Like every Sunday we would go to church. I would stand when everyone else stood up. I would kind of like say the same things or the right things. But I didn't really have a solid understanding of why we were doing any of that stuff. I mean, I did go to Sunday school, so we kind of studied it a little bit, but honestly, Mm -hmm. it's been such a long time. Like, none of that stuff really stuck. Um, And socially, like, I just also had this desire to run away from religion in general just because, um, like, the homophobia Mm -hmm. tied to religion in general was something that did not appeal to me as like someone of the queer community. So, but I still like, as I'm, as I'm getting older, I am opening myself up to the idea that there is some higher power, some higher being. Um, And I do appreciate the acknowledgement that perhaps there is no one right answer. Like no one religion perhaps has it all 100% correct. Because even with like Catholicism, I was like this, some of this stuff doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense, especially with like the guilt and shame piece yes. or like praying for people, or, like putting on the responsibility of like praying for somebody so that they won't go to hell is like a lot of pressure to, to put on a human being, yeah, um, and to believe that prayer alone can solve like the world's problems um, <sighs> is yes. tough. And there was—I'm um, not going to take credit for this because somebody else had had put these thoughts into words. But um, and I, can't, I wish I remembered her name. But she said something to the effect of, "I would much rather believe." in a God who loves me and everybody than a God who puts pressure on me to save people Um, and to use my entire life in that way for my life to have that particular meaning, to save people from the fires of hell
0: um, Mm -hmm. entirely.
1: And that is my sole purpose, like that's too much pressure. Psychological torture is the term that she used. I really wish I had that person's name. Um, And of course, it's like a very extreme perspective But Mm -hmm. also, it's like, it's important to acknowledge the differing perspectives because it's not necessarily like one, there is no one right way to like live your life, as we have Mm -hmm. said previously in this podcast. Can you hear my dogs? My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. They are barking up a storm. They, I think Jamal's home. I think they heard the garage open and they're just going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, the organized religion, um, I respect. Um, It turned me off, like, as I was a participant. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. now, as I'm aging, once again, like, I'm becoming more open to the idea of, like, exploring uh, faith and religion and, like, the existence of a god or a higher power. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think I might be omniistic. Me too. Like
0: yeah. maybe, maybe not. Huh? And I don't know either. So, like,
1: I'm a human being. I don't have all the answers. Yeah, like Come there
0: I. is no way that any of us can <laughs> freaking know. And also, um, if we die and just <laughs> as my uh, as Jesse put it last time I spoke with him when he was here, he's like, we just go to sleep. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Have you, have you ever experienced anything in life that, that made you feel like, oh, there is a God?
0: When I have, like, beautiful interactions with my loved ones, I feel like something's there, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, like, an energy and, like, it, there is something divine about it, you mm. know? Like, there's something divine about my conversations with Mike, you know? It... it it just I don't know. There's just something that is profound about connection. And mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. I think there's just something magical about it. Maybe God is just magic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Ooh. I mean like he just snapped his fingers one day and he's like, Earth. You know, I'm going to make that Or plan. she or
0: they or whatever or plan they plan is. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, also, like, folks say, like, God made man out of his own image or humans out of his own image, out yes. of their own image. But it's like, what if God is a duck?
0: <laughs> yeah, God is everywhere. God could be, like, literally everywhere. God is in I'm... you. God is in me. God is love. I would like to think so. I think God is love. But... There are a lot of religions, organized religions, that prove to or prove to me that they think otherwise. No matter how hard they say that God is love, like mm. the whole f- homophobic piece, um, and it can go on forever about how <laughs> I just don't like actions don't line up mm-hmm. and decisions and and rules don't measure up to love because love is not exclusive. Mm. So I don't think that God is going to pick and choose who is allowed into the gates of heaven. Mm. I don't think it's like, You, you, and you because you thought I was awesome. I also don't think that God is that fucking arrogant to be like, you have to love me in order and accept me as truth and everything, everything, everything for you to be part of this exclusive heaven, you know? Like, (laughs) I don't think that he's he, she, they, it, whatever is thinking that if that's, if God is love. I just can't imagine how that is true. And then there's also the piece that makes me like, is God real? Because how could he also allow the kind of suffering that we've seen? And this is like an old argument, right? Like How could God exist and allow for this little child to have cancer or to have some kind of illness when they're a baby. Yeah. Or right. like how could God allow war to happen? Right. Because if God was that powerful, I feel like the devil also wouldn't
1: exist then. Right? Oh. Yeah, that's something interesting to think about. If if God is all powerful, then
0: I just also, don't think that the devil exists.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Mm.
0: I just don't think so.
1: Is is there a hell in Seventh Day? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I don't There's... even know what to ask about Seventh Day. But I guess one thing that comes to mind in all of the conversation that we're, we've had today about religion is that the way that we interpret it is through a human lens, and humans are not perfect. Yes. So how can any one interpretation of religion be accurate 100% of the time?
0: Yeah. And I think from all of these different religions, there's something to consider. I feel like there is there is a piece of each practice that does encourage a betterment of self and betterment of society. Mm -hmm. There are just other things within it that contradict what you're trying to also say in that other vein but i feel like there's a little something everywhere and i feel like if we weren't just trying to prove each other right or wrong and -hmm. we kind of just like celebrated like oh if you believe that that's cool if you believe that that's cool as long as we're not fucking hurting anyone you know i don't know
1: yeah I like the idea of just respecting people's like spiritual journeys because you're never – even if two people stand next to one another and they both consider themselves religious, they will have a completely different experience from one another uh, depending on their like – their level of engagement or like their lived experiences, where they grew up and stuff. So – I feel like it's fine to just respect folks who just say, yes, I am religious and I believe X, Y, Z, even if it's not a complete match with how I view the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: And it's it's so interesting how... um, how we place value on someone who does hold a specific practice. I remember feeling the pressure of like, I'm going to be like, this is a starter pack of being a good Filipina girl. Like you have to prove how Catholic you are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a
1: starter pack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I totally like latched onto that. I'm like, I'm like so religious. I am so Catholic um like in 8th grade i was voted queen of the may which is like pretty much like the most religious girl in class
1: oh you know what also one thing that comes to mind the appeal of of religion is the community mm mm-hmm. and like the desire to continue to practice is the sense of belonging with a community with like a shared vision a shared experience and a shared like view of the world and that's Mm -hmm. very appealing yeah so like i can see i can see the value in it because it it does something for the individual yeah Um,
0: and and maybe that's like (laughs) the queen of the may you know what i'm saying i also used to want to be a nun i used to say i want to yeah i was like i'm so fucking catholic i'm going to be a nun that was when i was like in, like, that was freshman year of high school. I was thinking, I'm going to be a nun.
1: One of my friends, um, they're like not non binary, bisexual is how they de- define themselves. Um, they grew up wanting to be a nun, like, heavily influenced by the church as an organization, super duper involved. Um, They were going to be a nun, and the reason why they decided not to be a nun is because they got into college, and they're like, oh, I guess I'll try out college. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. they went into the military. I think it was the Navy. Um, Still, like, conflicted with their sexuality and, like, views on religion. But it's just, like, such a wild um, journey of where – my friend could have been had they not decided to go to college. Yeah. Could have been I, none. That
0: person was on your um your Proud to Share podcast.
1: Yes. The other podcast oh. that I was p- produced. Yeah.
0: Great um, episode.
1: Mio. That name is Mio.
0: Check Shadows it
1: out.
0: Shout outs to Mio. Shout outs to Proud to Share. Mm-hmm, if y'all mm-hmm. aren't subscribed to that, subscribe to that as well. Because it's very Thank good. You. Thank you. And Dustin is the host. I am. I am. You are. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I think for me, it took, it was so hard for me to admit that I wasn't Catholic anymore. Like I completely left the church because. How,
1: okay. Was this like a gradual process? It was. Or were you just like, peace, bye.
0: It was a gradual process. Like, starting... Like, once I got into Cypress College and got into that philosophy class, I was like, what the fuck is life? And then... (laughs) And what is religion? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: then going to the different churches, thinking I was just, like, uh, non-denominational. I'm like, I don't know. And then trying to learn a little bit more about, like, Buddhism and, like, other things and... And even... Like astrology things, mm-hmm. I'm like there has to be some truth to astrology as well because I don't know, looking at the stars, like I don't, there's like some kind of scientific gravitational pull when Mercury and retrograde is happening. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Stay I away, just, away like, from
1: those Aquarius folks.
0: Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's all just very just fascinating kidding. to me, and like how. How much we hold on to these practices and what um, stuck out to me about what you said is, yes, people have have gotten into specific religious practices for the sake of community. And I, I think at the end of the day, all of these different practices are just about feeling less alone in this life. And oh, yeah. trying to justify it and make sense of like our existence, of course, our existence of this world, like in, 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 in all the different sects of Christianity, there's a purpose, there's a purpose of something. Mm-hmm. Um, in, uh I can't think of all, I can't think of the other religions and like placing what belief is what and I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, but like reincarnation. Like, how are you going to be in this world and how are you going to reincarnate into the next thing based upon like your karma and whatnot? Mm. It's all just like, are you going to be X, Y, and Z so that you feel comfortable in this life? And I guess comfortability is associated also with community and being accepted. I don't know. I'm just talking. It's like
1: finding a peace, finding peace yeah. in the world can i ask you a question yeah okay so i've never taken a philosophy class
0: Uh i don't believe i
1: have so like what are the types of questions they might ask you in a in a philosophy class that lead one to think more deeply at the at a critical level of like how they've been living life
0: Well, for me, it was the Allegory of the Cave that kind of fucked
1: me up. (laughs) What what is that?
0: The Allegory of the Cave is about... um, Is it Aristotle? Let me look it up real fast. Allegory of the Cave. It's Plato. It's Plato. Mm. So... In the Allegory of the Cave, Socrates describes a group of people who have lived chained to the wall of a cave all their lives, facing a blank wall. The people watch shadows projected on the wall from objects passing in front of a fire behind them and give names to these shadows. The shadows are the prisoners' reality, but are not accurate representations of the real world. The shadows represent the fragment of reality that we can normally perceive through our senses, while the objects under the sun represent the true forms of objects that we can only perceive through reason so for me i was like i don't know what reality is
1: Mm -hmm. like am i seeing shadows yeah or am i seeing the objects kind of thing yeah Uh. and
0: i think another question that me and mike love to talk about and love to come back to is like are are humans inherently good or inherently bad
1: I had an assignment that asked that question in high school and I want to say that my position was that humans were inherently bad. Mm. But I don't know if that was just like something that I was, I I felt was like easy to argue Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: we had to just like look at examples in society or examples from history books, examples from the news and it's, much easier to find stories that demonstrate how like humans are horrible to other humans.
0: Yeah. It just makes me think about like, do we need to be saved? (laughs) That makes me think Mm. about like Christianity, that question, like, do we need to be saved? And what is the code? I don't know. How come we can't treat each other well, even if we do have these rules? Mm-hmm. And are the rules just, do the rules matter? I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know about
1: anything. I don't know about anything either. Yeah. Um, man, this is a very deep conversation with like so many layers. Mm-hmm.
0: If anybody
1: out there listening or watching the Kumu has thoughts on the matter, like please share it with us. Where I think I speak for Crystal um, when I say this as well, but um, I'm like totally open to hearing other people's opinions, yes, um, and thoughts uh, because I think at least for me, I'm just I'm coming from a place of interest uh, and respect. Um, yeah, I'm open. I'm open.
0: You know what I also realized? Hmm. Um. So, if you don't know, I have a fear of veins. I have, like, a... Yes. I have a freaking crazy phobia of veins, and I've been trying to go to therapy to figure this out, because it really gets in the way of me understanding my body. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Just health-wise and... Anyway. I was brushing my feet together the other night when I was going to bed. Mm -hmm. And then it made me think maybe because Easter was coming up, it made me think about the crucifix and Mm -hmm. how I used to not want to brush my feet together because it made me think of the crucifix and Jesus dying on the cross (laughs) and how gruesome and scary that was. But and then I was yeah. also conflicted about. But this is a good thing. <laughs> this is supposed to be a good thing. I'm because supposed he died to be... for
1: your sins and stuff. Yeah,
0: because he died for yeah our sins. Mm-hmm. But then I just couldn't get past the fact <laughs>
1: that that they tortured this man. That
0: they tortured this man, and I forget what class it was. Well, no, I don't forget what class it was. I don't know. I don't remember what grade it was, but I'm thinking it was around maybe fourth or fifth grade, probably fourth, Mm -hmm. fifth. I don't know. But they told us about how they didn't actually nail Jesus's hands, like his palms. Mm -hmm. It was more so in like the forearm area in between the two bones that create our our forearm yeah because that's the only way that would keep him up on the cross and i saw that in a
1: movie uh i think it was it had like patricia arquette i can't remember the name of it but she was like um there's phenomena where like folks describe um like crying tears or yes. like bleeding from like their feet, bleeding stigmata. from their hands. Stigmata. Stigmata. That is the name of the movie with Patricia Arquette. Ugh, so yes. they explained exactly that, that they had like uh, nailed his arm instead of his palm.
0: Yeah. So that plus knowing about stigmata, mm-hmm. I would be so afraid of like, like, oh my God, just like the idea of like my forearm and like Jesus' forearm are arm outstretched like this, like Mm -hmm. even doing this action, so for folks listening, I'm like just stretching out my arms, just like straight out. That action, even to this day, kind of makes me anxious. And Mm -hmm. so that, and then like going even deeper, it's like the veins that were punctured Mm -hmm. in the arm like, made me so scared and so, like, grossed out by it. And I oh think, gosh. I I haven't thought about this in years, but I was petrified for the longest time. And I didn't even realize that I, so I used to not even brush my feet together when I'd go to bed because I'd start getting scared, so I'd, I'd always go to sleep with my feet apart.
1: Because like you were afraid me- of experiencing stigmata?
0: Yes, and just oh my like, gosh. yeah,
1: yeah. No idea that your fear of like veins and blood was like tied to your experiences with like Catholicism.
0: Yes, I didn't either. And something unlocked the other week, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a huge part of why I have a crazy phobia of veins, and it's because of Catholicism. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes. So wow. I'm working on that with my therapist, because that was just like, oh, wow, I totally forgot about that, because I've been so removed from Catholicism for such a long time as well. Um, And I have a blood test coming up next month. And I'm just I'm, you know, I'm getting ready. You're for gonna it. be
1: great. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be
0: great. It's gonna be fine. But now that I can kind of come closer to this truth of why I've been so afraid of veins. It's all just kind of bubbling up now. And mm. I'm excited to finally heal from this because it's been so, I, you know, I make fun of it and I laugh about it with my friends, you know, but it's also truth just Truth so, and jest.
1: Truth and jest.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's also, it's, it's scary. It's scary for me. It brings me so much anxiety and fear. And Mm. sadness.
1: (laughs) Yikes. Have you, I guess, like, knowing that we're coming to a close on this episode. Yeah. Are there any recent experiences that have brought you joy in relation to religion or, like, experiencing a higher power?
0: Conversations. Connection Mm. again. Yeah. I, I do find joy in the discovery of what my spirituality or like what my religious practice will be. And maybe it's never going to be one thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's just as aggravating as it can be. It's also just kind of this joyful discovery of self and the world once again. And um I invite these questions and I invite these conversations because I feel like I'm always kind of changing with it yeah. and going with the flow and the energy of whatever this life is and like why anything ever happens.
1: Let life be a discovery.
0: Yes, let life yeah. be a discovery. Yeah. On that
1: note, that's my positive affirmation. You. Let life be a discovery. Yes. Do you have any other positive affirmations? before we end the conversation.
0: You are love.
1: You are love. love you are love. You live. are love.
0: You are love. Love lives.
1: Love live. Love. Love live lives. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> 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 um, okay, y'all. Well, it is that time where we must say goodbye. Thank you again for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for allowing us to have a vulnerable and complicated conversation. I know that religion can be sensitive, but again, we are coming from a place of discovery. We want to learn and we want to grow our minds and experiences in this world.
0: Yeah. We just want to understand better you, us.
1: Yeah. It's about the human experience. We want to be better human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? love, laugh, love. wine, not.
0: Wine, not. Ooh, wine. wine sounds not. great.
1: Heck yeah. What are you having for dinner?
0: <laughs> California Chicken Cafe is Ooh, on the way. Have you had video. California Chicken Cafe?
1: No, but it sounds good. I think of California Burrito, which is like <laughs> potato, guacamole, like avocados. <sighs> steak
0: that sounds good
1: yeah but i'm sure it's not that so what is what is california chicken
0: it's it's like a little chain out in la and they Mm -hmm. have bomb chicken it's like when in doubt when we don't know what to do for dinner and we're kind of cornered into ordering out Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. let's just get california chicken cafe it's affordable and the chicken i think is better than zanku out here,
1: oh, Zanku, yeah. rather than Zanku.
0: Yeah, I feel so. That'd it's pretty much rotisserie. Yeah, rotisserie okay. chicken.
1: Mmm, it's juicy. I love a good juicy rotisserie chicken.
0: Oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. a lot of juice.
1: I like a juice. I like a yeah. juicy chick and great wraps chicken.
0: and great sides. Oh my.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. What about I you? am gonna meal prep some ground turkey and maybe have some tofu. I like bought this giant bowl of like chopped up watermelon. It's so good <laughs> with like tapatillo and like tahine. Mm.
0: So done good. and done. Ugh.
1: so I will have some protein, some watermelon, and like a little salad.
0: Yes, keeping yeah. it
1: healthy. hell yeah
0: nourishing our insides.
1: Nourishing our our minds, our bodies, and our souls here on yes. Research. Um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. it was nice to chat with you and nice, nice to chat with everybody with in this kumu.
0: Thank you again for um, tuning in to this complicated and vulnerable conversation. I know there's, yeah, religion and faith and practice, all this, like, faith practice stuff can... Be maybe it might be triggering for folks, yeah. Um, either on whatever side you're on when it comes to this thing, but I we're grateful that you're on the journey with us to figure out our truths.
1: Yes, cheers to figuring out our truths. Yes, okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Mesearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti.
0: Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy Mesearch, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Also, make sure to check us out at Mesearchpodcast.com and follow us at Mesearchpodcast.
0: We're going to get to the bottom of things. This
1: is Mesearch, folks. Woo-hoo!